Hey guys, gals, we, the, they, them, whatever makes you feel sexy. Your girl B here back at you with another episode of Strip It Down. Today we're going to talk about the good old classic phrase, he said, she said. When there's a he said, she said situation, it usually means that something happened, but that there are two sides or opinions as to what it was. One person recalling the events one way and the other a different way. Now, sometimes this is innocent, simply a case of differences in perception or a fault of memory on part of or both of the parties involved. After all, we've all played telephone, right? After the information gets passed around long enough by enough people, it's shocking the way the information has been skewed and altered, even with no intention to do so on the part of the people sharing it. But all too often, the cases of someone, usually someone who's emotionally upset, either from being embarrassed or frustrated, who misrepresents the details of a situation to support their reaction and to justify their anger. When it comes down to what they say happened and what the accused has to say for themselves, and unfortunately, all too often, there's no real way to discern the truth. No way for the accused to defend themselves. So today, we'll discuss this from a comedic standpoint by reading some real strip club reviews and try to decide if we think the review is accurate or what might have actually been going on. Then I will share an example of this and what I had to deal with the other night at work. So let's laugh at the ridiculous, gawk at the obnoxious, and scoff at the audacious because it's time to strap up and strip it down. Okay, so here we are back in action. Thank you guys again for joining me on this wild ride and please be sure to rate, review, and to share the podcast. I love hearing from listeners and I really want to make sure that I'm talking about the stuff that you guys want to know about. But first things first, I'm going to read some Real Strip Club reviews um, from local clubs in Atlanta. I'm not going to say which club each review is from, but I will say that there are a total of four different clubs that I pulled reviews from over a span of several years. So I made sure to pick very different and diverse clubs to try to give a good spectrum of clientele. And it's important to note that all the reviews were one star. So I didn't even bother to do anything higher than that. I wanted the lowest score, the most begruntled and dissatisfied customers so that we could evaluate their complaints and try to see what we think was really going on there. Is it as bad as they were saying? Was it maybe just an off night? Was the club to blame? Or do we think that there might have been some user error going on and that they don't want to acknowledge it? Huh? So let's talk about it. Okay, in our first review, Jane writes, This place is awful. The girls are lame, not very social, and always seem to have an attitude. Even the C-list shooter girls and bartenders are rude as fuck. Ten dollars for parking? <laughs> Just lie and say you didn't park there. This is not a fun experience. We'll not be going back. Okay, so she says this place is awful, that the girls are lame, and that they have bad attitudes. She then belittles the shooter girls by calling them C-list, uh, implying that those ugly girls, even they have an attitude, and that they didn't give her the attention that she obviously deserves. So that right there gives me the impression that she entered into the building with this sense of entitlement. She furthers this evaluation by complaining about the $10 parking fee, which is fair to disagree with and to think that it's too high, but her solution being to just lie and say that you didn't park there, um, that clearly states that she has no problem lying and acting like the rules don't apply to her. So she's too cheap to spend $10 to park and and she's judgmental and unsupportive of other women that she doesn't deem up to her standards. So do you guys think that if the dancers were lame and had an attitude like she says, that it was by no fault of hers? Do you think that she was the perfect customer and that they were just that way for no reason? It sounds to me like she's a bit of a spoiled brat that's insecure and mean-spirited and didn't get doted on by everyone and so she's unhappy about it. 
but you know, what do you guys think? That's the whole point of this. I'm trying to take my experiences in the club and what I've seen over the years to evaluate what I really think happened compared to what these people are claiming, but it's supposed to be interactive. I want to hear what you guys think. I want you to use your brains into trying to break down the mystery of what you think is really going on. So next review, Haley writes, don't go here. The girls are sleazy and the staff is rude. I hope they get shut down because I know there's a lot of prostitution in this hole. Stay away. So what do we think is going on here? <laughs> it's another female customer. And you guys will notice this as a bit of a theme. A lot of the reviews are from women. Uh, again, I pulled from several different clubs over several years and only took the one-star reviews. I wasn't trying to single out reviews by women, but that just seemed to be the majority of what was there. Yeah, wonder why, right? So she says that the girls are sleazy and that the staff is rude, but she doesn't really specify why. She also makes the very direct and very confident statement that she's hoping that they get shut down because she knows there's a lot of prostitution going on there. Um, but there's no example that she explains as to how she came to that conclusion. So some people don't want to go into a long drawn out explanation, especially in a review, and that's fine. But her lack of details and very emotionally charged tone would have me believe that she just had a bad experience there. You know, how does she know that these things are going on? Clearly, it's not like she frequents there often enough to know. And she obviously at one point didn't hate it because she made the effort to go there in the first place to get disgusted. So I think that the most likely scenario is that she went with her boyfriend and the girls didn't give her the kind of attention that she wanted or gave him too much attention or something like that. And she got insecure or jealous and decided to just justify it by calling them all prostitutes. But of course, I can't be sure. Maybe she's got a man on the inside and she knows all kinds of things that we don't know. And she's just trying to protect us general public from this den of sin. Right? That's possible. <laughs> Okay. In our next review, Susie says, do not go here. Not honest and just after your money. Girls are very dishonest and not at all upscale. So this young lady reiterates twice that the girls are dishonest. She also points out that they are, quote, just after your money. So this is interesting because does that mean that you were expecting them to be doing something else at their job besides trying to make money? This is quite a common issue with customers when they complain and say that they didn't have a good time. It's almost always because they are upset that the girls weren't just unbelievably having a good time or whatever that they expected them to pay them. And they think that's ridiculous. You know, did you expect that to consume their time and their labor for free because they're just supposed to be there to make sure that you're having a good time? And what is it that made you feel like they were being dishonest? It's really hard to say because she doesn't give you a lot of good information, but there could have been a miscommunication over prices or maybe she felt like the girls let her on. I'm not really sure, but her stating that they were only there to get money pretty much dismisses all of her credibility in my mind. You know, sorry, not sorry. But do you go to Starbucks then get mad when they expect you to buy a drink? No. Wait, don't you want me to like coming here? I'm going to tell everyone that you only cared about me buying your product and not about my experience. Wah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> you know, she's also sure to note that it was not at all upscale. And this particular club definitely does not market itself as an upscale club. But sure, that can be an assumption that you made that it was supposed to be. You know, a lot of women expect that all clubs are supposed to be like these huge glittering palaces that they've seen on TV or in Vegas or Miami. You know, they don't really understand that the vast majority of them are very dive bar-esque. But that's a lot of their charm. Just because the bar is a dive doesn't mean that the women are trashy. It, you know, and a lot of times it's a lot more fun because it is dive bar. But what are you going to do? So let's move on to our first male review of the show, and boy, is it a doozy. <laughs> it's a bit long, but it was so full of goodness that I just had to share. Tommy writes, 
forewarning, this may be slightly profane, so I apologize in advance. I wanted you all to experience my frustration of last night, and I'm doing my best to keep my tongue tied. This could easily have been one of those over-the-character limit reviews, but I will do my best to keep it down. Ah, the bleep. One of those places that always comes up in conversation when it comes to strip clubs in Atlanta. Last night was Guys Night Out, and there were six to seven of us in the group. Mind you, none of us are amateurs when it comes to these kinds of outings. We club hopped around, and due to the proximity of where we were, we decided that this club would be the dessert spot of choice. Damn, were we wrong. <laughs> Pulling into the lot, I think it was around 11-ish, the lot was about 65% at capacity. There was a line out the door to get in, and that should have been our first red flag. And we contemplated going back, but we stuck with the plan. As we were in line, I noticed the security guy with the toy badge, and hell, what could have been a toy Glock as well, was checking IDs, and apparently charging people for parking. Thankfully, no one in our group got charged for parking, which also questions his legitimacy. A few minutes later, we got groped by his brother at the top of the stairs, the most action we would get all night at that club. He also had a toy gun and a badge. Then it was time to go inside. The cover was $10. And then I realized, why in the hell would there be a tip jar for someone taking your cover money? Wow, am I supposed to be impressed that you can multiply by 10? I had one raggedy-ass dollar bill, so I threw it in the jar. Then we entered. It reminded me of the same as it was seven years ago, except for this time, it was complete horseshit. When you walk in, you're greeted by a chick with a beer tub, asking if you want a drink. Pass. We wanted a table. We all drained our debit cards in search of glory and the tears of strippers. Waitresses kept walking by, and we asked about tables. That whole system was so fucked up. Offering them money wouldn't even get us a table, which is BS because the last time I was here, I got a VIP table, no issues. We just kept watching tables clear, and then randos would fill them up, and they just kept saying that they were for the other guests that had already been there. Yeah, right. So we are standing near the back watching the pathetic crowd, I would say maybe 10% of the people looked like they were actually enjoying themselves, waiting for them to leave, when I overheard, I think she did it on purpose, the stripper behind us on the pole that she was working saying, how rude of all of you to have your backs turned towards me and not be tipping. And I think, please, you're not even attractive, you should keep your clothes on, your silicone is about to pop out. Get the hell off stage and go cry to mama. I couldn't believe she had said that crap. It left a real sour taste. And to think that we were even thinking about tipping her before that happened. So we stood around aimlessly for about 40 minutes and still never got a table. And this was all after asking three different waitresses. At this point, one of my comrades got sick. I wouldn't doubt if they put something in his drink. I actually ended up not getting a drink here. So it's really hard to get a lap dance standing up, and I was shocked at the lack of the effort of the girls walking around to not even attempt to mingle with the standing room crowds. And then they would wonder why they don't make as much money as possible. Moral of the story is that you wouldn't have to be a vulture if you knew how to shake your ass, knew how to lose, utilize your standing room crowd, and got the stick out of your asses. So unless you like that kind of thing, I would just like to give a final bleep to this place. You won't be seeing my face ever again. Whew, yeah, so that's a lot to unpack, right guys? <laughs> um, I kind of don't even know where to begin with this review because, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion and sometimes it is justified. There are times when the club is packed and people are distracted, distracted and waitresses or bartenders don't always give everyone the best service. Dancers are impatient or cranky and don't give guys the benefit of the doubt or bouncers are edgy and tired and are a bit aggressive. Whatever it is, it happens. But something tells me that this guy is just an asshole. 
He says right off the bat that it was already getting late when they got there and the club was extremely busy. You know, it was busy enough to have a line out the door. So to a normal person, this was set forth an expectation that it's probably going to be pretty hectic in there and that you probably shouldn't expect the same kind of attention and service that you would on a slow night. You know, don't get me wrong, you should always get the best service possible. After all, that's why you're going out and why you want to spend money. But at the same time, you have to be realistic about it. And that's an important part of how much fun you're going to have is knowing what to expect where you are. So then he complains about the security guards who are just trying to do their jobs by keeping them safe. Um, You know, they're doing security pat-downs and checking IDs, making sure that once you're inside this very packed club with assumably very drunk, rowdy people, that you're safe. Yeah, they're big dicks for doing that, right? So inconvenient for this guy. (laughs) Then my blood just boils when he disrespects the the door girl, saying how dare she expect a tip just to collect the door money. Well, the first thing that every person that visits the strip club should understand is that everyone there works for tips. Everyone. Even those that get very minimal server pay still rely predominantly on tips for the bulk of their income. And he's a real asshole to question her legitimacy. Most people that work in service, especially at clubs, do multiple jobs. You know, for instance, you know that restaurant that you, that you go to, the server that brings you the food? Well, you might not think about all the side work that they have to do. They have to set up tables and chairs and refill condiments and clean bathrooms and make tea and salads and restock items and answer the phones, etc. And the club's no different. The door girl doesn't just multiply your group by 10 and then sit on her ass and collect her tips. She greets the customers. She keeps up the list of groups and planned customers. She answers the phone. She sells shirts. She sells cigars. She cleans the entryway and, and the office area. She runs paperwork for the credit card girl and the house moms. She just does like all kinds of errands around the club that you don't know about. So, yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> um, but anyway, moving on. He, he then says that they entered with dreams of glory and the tears of strippers. I'm not exactly sure what that's supposed to mean. It implies to me that they had no intention of being respectful or nice, but I could have misinterpreted that. Um, you know, it, it makes me feel like they intended to upset them or something ridiculous. But so you're already disrespecting them at their job and not treating them like people because, you know, they're just strippers. But he complains about how hard it is to get a table. Well, I know at my club, if you walk in with a large group after a certain time, it's going to be hard to get a table unless you're willing to fork over enough to get a VIP table or bottle service. And it's not because the waitresses are trying to be assholes to you. It's just because there's 200 other guys all waiting for tables and they were probably there before you or maybe they weren't. But it's possible that you're getting snubbed, you know, because you're getting judged by your attitude and by how disrespectful you've already been. And waitresses don't want to go out on a limb and offer you a very precious thing to them which is at their table if you're not going to be a good customer just saying um you know when you're running your ass off in a volume bar environment the last thing you want to do is bust your ass off for a customer that's going to treat you like crap and that they're not going to tip you um the viva resistance comes when he explains how they've been standing around for a while like when he says 40 minutes <laughs> um with their back to this stripper and she has the audacity to complain about it them standing at her stage and not tipping well no shit Now, she might not have handled that situation extremely well or delicately or whatever you want to call it, but it doesn't change the fact that it sure sounds like there were seven of you just standing around at her stage, not tipping for the better part of an hour. And you don't think that she has the right to finally kind of get annoyed and say something about it? He then says that they weren't getting any attention from girls because they were standing around. Well, you weren't tipping. Engaging the girls, even though you didn't have a table, is kind of the first start into getting some attention. You know, were you just standing there, not spending any money with a sour look on your face, and then you were wondering why nobody wanted to talk to you? 
I'm just saying that dance for many guys that were standing up because they were tipping and being polite and actively participating in the situation. It's not a movie theater. The show doesn't start just when you sit down. It started the second that you walked in the door and you're either part of it or you're not. And no one's going to waste their time trying to make you happy when you won't participate. So he drives that point home when he insults her look saying, you know, oh, to think we were thinking about tipping her. It's a classic asshole guy kind of move. Oh, so you thought she was hot enough to maybe tip before, but then when she called you out for not actually doing it, all of a sudden she's hideous and outrageous for demanding you respect her. Okay. You know, that's like guys that think you're so hot until you turn them down and then all of a sudden you're a swamp monster. (laughs) These guys were clearly not tipping or being nice to anyone or anything. So why would any employee want to engage them? You know, he finishes this gem of an evaluation with some helpful tips for club goers on how to be better at their jobs. <laughs> See, so no self-awareness or accountability for what he might have done that could have contributed to his poor experience. So I guess we'll all just be sure to take notes on how to please this selfish, cheap, mean-spirited customer so that he's extra happy next time, right? I mean, do you guys think that I'm way off? Do you think that there was a real validity to what he was saying? Perhaps he was not given adequate service, but do you guys think that it had anything to do with his behavior or his demeanor? Or as he was so adamantly explaining that it was the club and all the employees were trash. So I'll leave that to you guys to determine. The next guy chimes in with a poetic interpretation of his review in which he says, this could not be a more shitty strip club. They close the bathrooms on you as they close the place down. Good luck if you have to use the bathroom towards the end of the night. The security is probably the most violent douchebaggery set of bouncers ever. No place to use the bathroom outside. No place to park. They treat you like a criminal when you come in the door, frisking you. Don't ever come here, no matter who you are. (laughs) Uh, So this guy has no thoughts or opinions at all about his experience inside the club. His entire opinion seems to hitch entirely on the fact that they wouldn't let him use the bathroom after they closed. Like what? (laughs) You know, how old are you? (laughs) First of all, I would like to say that I know this club closes all their side rooms once they start to close for safety, you know, the bathrooms, the VIP, they close everything so that they can make sure that all the customers that are out and the floor is clear for the safety of the girls and the staff. They can't have drunk stragglers staggering out of the bathroom 30 minutes later when the girls are trying to leave and all that. Um, I also know for a fact that this club has a porta potty in the parking lot. So for this very reason, so the guy's either not paying attention or well, just not paying attention because they do have a place to use the restroom. You know, they're not trying to screw people over that need to take a piss. They're just trying to be safe and clear the place out. You know, it's like at my club, I've said before, you know, we're not even allowed to leave the dressing room until all the customers are out of the building and then off the property. We've been there for hours. It's three in the morning. We just want to go home. So just pee outside so we can go. (laughs) He also points out that they treat you like a criminal by frisking you when you come to the door because we all know that people always follow the rules. And if they don't do that to protect everyone involved, that the bad guys wouldn't dare break the rules. Right. You know, this is the second guy to complain about being frisked or, you know, checked before he comes in the door. And I don't understand why they're complaining. I've seen them do it. It's not like they're violating you. And they're just trying to keep everybody safe. It's like you complaining about the guy at the amusement park that checks your seatbelt treating you like a child. Yeah, it's unlikely that the ride's going to break. But if it does, you'll be really glad that he did do that. So this review is just interesting because we have no idea how the rest of his club experience went. He could have had the time of his life. But it was also easily unraveled by not being allowed to pee on his way home. So, oh, the travesty. (laughs) But moving on, uh, Lewis D. writes, The strippers are very discriminative if you are young or don't look like you're packing money. 
they won't even look at you and the strippers who are high ranks, as in the hottest ones, won't even give you a dance, not even if you ask. You gotta go and ask the skinny, flat strippers for a dance. Most of them go for the drunk guys who seem like an easy tip. My advice would be to go somewhere else. You can't even touch them here. Might as well go home and watch a porno. So this guy's pretty mean and unpleasant sounding. He complains that the dancers won't give you attention unless you're spending money. Which, again, here we are again with this theme. Um, we've been experienced with lots of reviews. People truly feel angry that dancers have the audacity to expect compensation for their labor. They really do. They're like, how dare you expect me to tip you in order for you to give me attention, even though that's your job. He then complains about how you have to ask the skinny flat strippers for dances because all the hot ones ignore you. Um, I guess, again, he didn't look like he was going to spend any money, so people were ignoring him. But he's belittling women that have a body type that he deems less desirable, which is a real dick move. He doesn't know what those girls like or don't like. He doesn't know how many other people think that they're gorgeous. So, you know, he again reiterates his annoyance with the girls only really pursuing the guys that they think they can make money off of. And then he finally gives the advice to go somewhere else because you can't even touch them. Uh, so let me get this straight. You're angry because they want money for their work. And the ones that you think are hot won't pay attention to you. And then you can't touch any of them, which is against the rules and the law in this state. So he certainly sounds like a credible witness. Am I right? <laughs> the next review is from Jonathan, who writes, me and my friends visit. We sit down at one of the four vacant tables, not knowing they were reserved and was asked to move by a waitress, which we did. We then found a normal table about two hours later. The same waitress tried to make us vacate that table, claiming we weren't buying anything, which just wasn't true. We had bought three beers and a water, and she wanted to argue that she was a jerk and we won't be returning bad customer service. Oh, boy. <laughs> so where do we even start? So this review starts off, okay, you know, um, he explains that him and his friends implying that there's at least three or four of them. They sat down at a reserve table and they were asked to move. He seemed to understand that and comply reasonably with it. Didn't seem too upset about it. Although I'm sure he was annoyed by that, but uh, everyone appeared to have reacted appropriately. But then he explains that two hours go by. Two hours. And the waitress needed them to purchase more things or move. And that that's when there was an issue. You know, he defends them by saying that they had bought three beers and a water. Okay, so that you think for $22, you should be allowed to take up an entire table at a busy strip club for over two hours. God knows what they were going to tip on that, you know, three, four bucks. So the waitress is supposed to just let you sit there and take up a table all night long, not spending any money, and then make $4, maybe. And she's the jerk. You know, it's no different than restaurants. They make their money on the turnover. Every seat in a club has the potential to bring in $10, $50 an hour in revenue or something like that. And if people are just sitting there nursing their one beer and not spending any money, it's taking money right out of their pockets. These are the type of people that think that if they pay the $10 to get in, then that means that they have the right to sit there all night and take up space and look for free. You know, everyone's trying to make a living. These people probably aren't tipping the, 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 the dancers. They probably aren't buying dances. They're obviously not spending a lot of money at the bar. They're just taking up space. And no one's trying to be an asshole here and treat you like you're not important. But if you don't validate your existence in this space, in this, you know, commercial uh, arena, then you don't have any validity. Sorry. There, there's a very similar theme in strip club reviews. Perhaps it's ignorance or entitlement, I don't know. But most of the time, people just complain about clubs because they think that everyone there should just kiss their ass for free. Take, for instance, this review by a John. 
When it's not overly packed, it may seem like a decent place to hang out with your buddies. But beware, the dancers here care more about the cash in their pocket and not about the customer's experience. And they will do anything in their power to hustle you. I consider myself a gentleman's club veteran, but never have I ever felt so cheated until I came here. If I were you, I'd avoid this place entirely and go to Follies or somewhere else where the girls may not be as demanding. So it seems that he's implying that if it's packed in there, you definitely don't want to go because you won't get any attention. And this seems to be a pretty common complaint from people about how, you know, they're like, oh, it's too busy in there, blah, blah. But it's kind of a double-edged sword because if it's not busy, people feel like there's no atmosphere and it just feels weird. But if it's too busy, then they complain that they don't get any attention. Well, if you're spending money and you're being polite, you're going to get attention. You know, if you're not getting attention, it's because you're not demanding it in the right ways. Um... But he's also saying that, you know, if it's not packed, you still should be aware because the dancers care more about making money than about the customer's experience. So let's marinate on that one for a second. The employees that are at work spending time away from their loved ones and straining their bodies and minds to earn a living care more about being compensated for their labor than about making sure the customer is satisfied. Perhaps the customer has unrealistic expectations, you know, which is what it sounds like to me that they want the girls to just entertain them and be 100% dedicated to making sure that they're having the best time, but they don't want to have to pay for it. They say they consider themselves to be strip club veterans, so they are used to getting away with this apparently, and they were not pleased when they came to a place where their entitlement wouldn't be tolerated. So his suggestion is that you should just find a club where the girls will not be so demanding and care more about your happiness than their income. Well, good luck with that one, and um, let me know how it goes. But it's not always about financial entitlement that upsets some patrons. Sometimes it's physical. Take the next review, for instance. A.D. wrote, Do not come here. The staff was very rude and tried to kick us out over a picture, over a picture of ourselves. And the staff was so belligerent that when we that we ended up leaving on our own accord. Do not come here. The staff treated us like second-class citizens after we spent copious amounts of money. I can speak for myself, my fellow coworkers, and just about any stripper that I've ever talked to about this. Um, you know, there are a few things that are more aggravating than when people come into the club and then proceed to start taking pictures like it's their own personal photo shoot. I don't care if you're taking it of yourself or of the floor or whatever else you think is okay. It's clearly stated in several places that no photography of any kind is allowed. It's also super, like, just incredibly disrespectful to start taking and posting pictures without people's consent. But still, every single night people do it, and then they get pissy and defensive when you try to get them to stop thinking you know what's the big deal they have a right to do it again the entire basis for your rating of the club is that they wouldn't let you take a picture and they didn't ask you nicely to stop which of course I'm sure they probably did try to politely ask you to delete it like they always do at which point you became upset and argumentative and it just kind of escalated from there but that's only me going off on a hundred times that I've seen this exact scenario unfold so what do I know Our last review is one from a gentleman that considers himself very high class and enlightened. His profile was an extensive example of his travels and the superiority those experiences clearly gave to him. He was portrayed in his profile pictured in a suit at a board table looking very big and important. And he had a lot of reviews of all kinds of establishments, restaurants, bars, strip clubs, etc. But the common theme seemed to be that none of them were good enough for his standards. Um, this club not being exempt from that scrutiny. So Brandon G. observes... Honestly, I'm not a huge on strip clubs. I'm not homosexual either. I just never saw the point of giving someone my hard-earned money so they can pay their tuition when I'm still trying to pay mine. 
Anyways, they are good for bachelor parties or whatever. The thing I didn't like about this place is you can, can't throw money. Takes the fun out of the club when you can't throw any money. It's dumb. You have to hand it to the chick, like hand it to her. At that point, why am I even there? Just to hand the girls money and walk off? For what? They're already pretty much naked. I can just sit back and keep my money and watch. On a positive note, the service was good. The young women coming around serving drinks were nice, and they didn't get on your nerves when you said you didn't get any. You didn't want to get any. So, <laughs> Big Shot Brandon thinks he shouldn't have to give the girls who are working any money because he has bills too. It doesn't matter that he's visiting their place of business to consume their label, their labor and expecting services. Um, you know, they're essentially doing nothing in his opinion and should get nothing for it. He also doesn't think it's fair that he's not allowed to throw money at them. If he deems them one of them worthy enough to get a tip, he should be able to throw it at her because handing it to her takes all the fun out of it and negates the point, right? except that the point is to tip her for her time and to show that he appreciates her contributions. But I guess that's not how he feels because other people have tipped and the girls are already close to naked. So he can just sit back and watch. That's good enough for him. And he's pleased that the waitresses whose whole job is to serve drinks doesn't bug him to get any because he doesn't want a drink or tip or anything. He just wants to sit around in his fancy suit, holding onto his student loan payment and feel better than everyone around him. What a joy he sounds like. Um, you know, but in the interest of debate, I'm, I'm asking what you guys think. These are all my evaluations of trying to read between the lines of knowing what I've seen in the clubs over the years that I've been working in them. And every single night I see things go down and know that when the person retells the events, they will not be accurate. But there's really nothing you can do. Self-awareness and self-accountability are probably one of the hardest things for most people to practice. So I'm going to end this episode with an example of one such instance that happened to me the other night at work. I was sitting at the bar with a regular of mine discussing just random small talk things when a very large and boisterous man came in. He was kind of like loudly talking to everyone around him and just kind of grabbing at people and high-fiving and shaking their hands and like in a very evasive way, invasive way. You could tell by the reactions that they didn't know him or want to to be around them or have any kind of contact with him, but most people can kind of laugh off people acting strangely in the club as them being intoxicated or maybe they're too excited or whatever. Um, and they just kind of let go of it as long as it just stays innocent. But unfortunately his antics continued to the bar where he sat down right next to us. He didn't again interrupt our conversation. He kept like touching me and grabbing my leg and my shoulder. And then when I would look, he'd be like, Hey, um, you know, when I wouldn't look at him after about the third time, I finally stopped and I said, you know, if you don't mind, we're in the middle of a conversation. Can you please leave us alone? To which he kind of shrugged his shoulders and laughed and kind of continued to pester everyone else around him. Um, but he then took his hat off and put it on my customer's head and was like, hey, man. Yeah, man. What's up? What's up? And just kind of odd, just very rude and very erratic. Uh, so again, I stopped him and I asked him to have some respect. You know, I'm like, can you please leave us alone? Uh, you know, or I'm going to have to get a bouncer. And this time he was less pleased with that reaction. Uh, I really didn't care, but he seemed a lot more annoyed. So he kind of turned away from us and let us be for the time being. But he had gotten one drink from the bartender and I could tell that he was making her nervous because he kept kind of getting up and walking off and then coming back and, and he had not paid. And usually you can't run a tab um, without an ID and a credit card. So I don't know how he got around that exactly, but that part really didn't concern me. Um, cause either way it got later and my regular had to leave. So he paid his tab and left her tip on the bar like he always does. And we were kind of finishing up our conversation saying goodbye when out of the corner of my eye, I see his hands start to like grab the money. It was like watching a child try to shoplift. It was ridiculous. He was like looking all around 
you know, making sure that no one was looking and trying to, like, slowly swipe the money in his direction, like, inconspicuously. But I saw it clear as day. I, I it was not, not sneaky. Um, you know, I waited for him to really go for it. And when he did, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the money went from, like, directly in front of my customer at the end of the bar to in front of him. So I slapped my hand down on top of the money and he looked up at me, like, wide-eyed and I said, excuse me, that's for her as I gestured to the bartender that was walking back our way. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I was pushing it to her so she could get it. That was the excuse that he came up with. And I was like, no, you weren't. <laughs> it was already where she could get it. You were just trying to steal it. I watched you. And he stood up quickly and kind of scoffed at me, like, how dare you say that? And he angrily went to go get the bouncer, all while telling me how badly I messed up and asking if I knew who he was and all that. And in my head, I'm kind of like, yeah, a cheap thief. <laughs> Um, but he came back with a bouncer and I had to tie on to talk to him and he said the guy said that he was just sitting there quietly minding his own business and saw that the tip was going to blow away from the bar with the air or the fan blowing or whatever. So he attempted to push it out of the air and that's when I slapped his hand with mine, assaulting him. Yes, he used the word assault and that I proceeded to berate him, cussing at him and calling him names and I caused a scene and I accused him of stealing. And that he knew the owner and he was very influential and he wanted me fired for my behavior. To which I audibly laughed out loud. I told the bouncer my version of events, at which point the bartender came over and I told her the same thing. And she told him that she'd had problems with him before, that he had, been, that he had caused trouble. You know, he comes in and name drops and bothers other customers. Um, but she had this really hard time getting him to pay his tabs. So he was definitely not a model customer. <laughs> the other patrons at the bar confirmed that he had been harassing everyone and acting very rude and annoying. But he was still maintaining that he had not tried to steal and no one else saw it but me. So the bouncer watched the camera and went back and looked at the, the videotape and came back out and calmly just escorted the guy out, telling him that it was clear as day what happened and that he really had some kind of nerve. You know, what kind of grown man steals $10 from someone working because they can't afford their own drink? <clears throat> The last I heard was him ranting about how he was going to leave a terrible review and he had never been treated with such prejudice and disrespect and that we were all racist, which was odd because I'm fairly certain he was Caucasian, um, but I could be wrong, whatever, and that he was going to sue us. So yeah, that was kind of the inspiration for this story. I mean, can you imagine the review he would or will write about that situation? And only the people that were there would really know otherwise. You know, people are beyond ridiculous sometimes. But it's just your classic case of he said, she said. All right, guys. So here we are again at the end of another episode of Strip It Down. I hope you guys like the show so far and will send in your questions, comments, and suggestions on what you really want to hear about. It always makes it easier when I can kind of source exactly what you guys want to know about and kind of answer your questions and talk about that type of stuff. So till then, please be sure to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review the show. Also, don't forget you guys can call in to be part of the show, and I might feature your question or your comment on an upcoming episode. You can just go to anchor.fm slash bstripsitdown slash message and leave it there for me, or you can email me at bstripsitdown at outlook.com or, of course, on Instagram or Facebook. But until next time, drink more water, have more sex, and go the fuck to sleep. Thank you.